All right, welcome back to the Egg Makers Podcast. I'm your host, Michael James. Here I'm asking, how do makers relate to their tools and materials and how does this shape their process? This podcast is part of my thesis research through Royal Roads University. For more information, please visit theeggmakers.com. In this episode, I moved into a world I know very little about, quilting. I've always loved quilts, but I had no clue what went into making one. Carrie from It's a Quilty Life took me through her process and it was enlightening. Wait until you hear about the time and the skill it takes to create these beautiful masterpieces. Have a listen. I've always loved quilts. I never grew up with quilts. My mom, my family, not into them at all. Um, But I've always loved them, seeing pictures of them, having friends that have quilts from grandmothers and Mm -hmm. mothers. I was always kind of jealous of it. Oh, very cool. Um, and then I met Mark, and he had said that his mom quilts, and I was like, oh. Oh. So we got into it pretty hard, and I was like, I want a quilt, and so she kind of got me set up and. Oh, really? Started, yeah. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, it's really nice because it's kind of a bond with me and her. So yeah, that's really a great. Nice. And so yeah. that'd be your, that's your mother-in-law, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and how long was she, had she been like quilting since she was? I think she started in the early seventies. Oh wow. Yeah. So you had somebody like oh, yeah. to learn from. Is there like a community of people that do, that do it? Yep, quite a big community. Um, I think every town you go to has a guild. I know Edmonton has two quilting guilds. We have one here in the fort that I'm part of. Okay. Um, any small town has one. So really? there's a group of ladies that get together. Now there's the online community. So yep. that's kind of how I got more into it and more involved okay. um, was through Instagram and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, and then... Uh, I had met a girl actually at the fire department beside where I work and Mm -hmm. she quilted so we became really good friends and then she had a friend so now there's the three of us that sew together every once in a while we look little girl sew days and I think quilting used to be done with kind of old polyester fabrics it was like your mom would take the curtains down and cut them up if she's getting new curtains and make something out of it Um, now fabric has come a long way like all 100% cotton, um, more modern prints like that. So Tula Pink, mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember when she started up. Um, she's in the States, oh, okay. very, very, very modern okay. quilter. Um, and she's around my age, so and there's quite a few girls like that out there. Yeah, is it, is it fairly gender specific to women or are there men Nope, quilters? there's quite a few men. Um, I think there's a men's group actually in Edmonton. Um, that do it. No, obviously not nearly as many. No, we have no. one male in our uh, quilt guild. Yeah. Older yeah. male. But um, but it's changing. It's changing. Yeah. Big time. Yep. Very cool. And yeah. what, what speaks to you about it? Um, Creativity. Yeah? Yeah. You can do anything. Um, and any kind of inspiration. Like this quilt, I, the blocks exist, already exist, but... Yeah. I can change the colors. So I could make this look older with vintage reproduction fabrics from the 1800s, which mm-hmm. I'm very into. Um, or I can brighten it up and do more modern prints, okay. which I've done. So it completely changes the look of, of the blocks. Um, so fabric's a big one. That's yeah, totally. Really so you mentioned it. the idea of, of blocks. What Can you kind of go into what that is a little bit more? What's so a block, block is basically made of a million different pieces okay. <laughs> um, but it essentially will make I don't want to call it a photo but it'll make a design okay so a block is consisted of many small parts yeah or not many small parts 
um, to make one design. That design is put into with other blocks or designs to make a bigger overall. And do you usually repeat, like in a standard quilt, would you repeat blocks then? You can, yeah. Or you don't have you to? You can do different ones. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And then with the corners um, of a block, uh, how you design those, because if this was all going to connect, I was mm -hmm. going to do four blocks or two blocks that are different and two like this, those cornerstones can make another secondary Okay. shape in your quilt okay so it creates another design oh, and the wow. idea is just with the fabric with the blocks with the shapes in the blocks to keep your eye moving so oh, you're okay. not just yeah i mean you go buy a blanket at the store it's one color or it's just one material a print. yeah um with this your eye is constantly moving and kind of discovering and a lot of times when people make quilts at first you might not see certain designs that are in there mm -hmm. like i said the corner corners can make other yeah. designs um, but when you sit and really look and take a while to check out the quilts you can notice well you can kind of see if you were to put yeah. four of these chunks together yeah it would be another pattern. it's a whole that other way. pattern so hmm. that's really nice about the creativity of it and that's how a lot of women design what's the first thing you do when you're gonna before you start a quilt uh, think of a design Okay. Um, so we've, we've always been interested in making kind of a Scottish themed quilt because um, both of our families are from lines of Scottish peoples. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there, I was just scrolling through Instagram one day. Um, there was a line, all these fabrics yeah. um, by Lewis and Irene called the Celtic Koori. And I was like, I love that line. That'd be perfect in what we're gonna do. So there's my fabric. Okay. For which grabbed me, I thought right away, Scottish quilt. Right. These are going together. Those two things went together. Yeah. So um, we ended up getting the line. And from there, I went in the other day because I needed what's called blenders. So mm -hmm. that white cream background okay. is what you would call just a blender. So it's just to separate. Yep. It's okay. just to separate from the colors and to fill it in. Um, so it's more, you can call it a background color too, mm -hmm. um, that brings the fabrics together. And with that block, it's going to bring it together with because I use the same thing in this other block. So it kind of keeps it consistent through the quilt. So got the fabrics. So I guess the first thing was the fabrics. Had a thought in my mind of what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And then I just start sketching or going through photos on the internet of blocks. Oh, okay. um, looking up what's popular in Scotland or what they're known for. Yeah. Okay, how can I incorporate that? The other thing about these blocks, so if you have... I don't know how new these are, how long these blocks, I think Thistle's been around for a long time, but um, Scottish Cross has been around for a while, but mm -hmm. if you look back in history, there's certain blocks that can have multiple names. As time goes by, people okay. attach their own names to blocks and whether it catches on or not. Um, I have a whole book on it. Cool. 4,000 Encyclopedia of Peace Quilt Patterns. Oh, wow. So all it is is blocks over history and what they're called. And if there's multiple names for them, they're in there too. So, so how it's much, kind of a reference. How much does the history impact what you're doing? Like, you're, you're, you speak a lot about it. Like for you personally, because I mean, obviously you can have modern folks who are new to quilting. They're yeah. not even looking back. They're looking forward. You're looking a bit back. I think even new quilters, the blocks they're using today, all they're doing is updating them with updated fabric or maybe okay. changing changing a little piece in the block a little bit. Oh. Um, but for the most part, most of the blocks you see have been done. Hmm. They've been around for a long time. Um, so I 
Emma Starcher. Okay. Big controversy in the quilting world. Oh, really? Why? Some people starch, some people don't. My mother-in-law is very against it. Uh, with my with her idea um, and a lot of other people, um, and it's not a wrong way of thinking because I was the same way, and I still do a little bit mm-hmm. without starch. Um, it can ruin your fabrics. So oh. we don't yet know because starch wasn't a big thing back in the day, but it's a chemical and you're putting it on your quilts. Gotcha. It washes out, so it should be okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's kind of a, there's a two-way street to think about it. So is, is like, okay, the way that you're saying it to me would make me think that there's those, because I'm a woodworker, mm-hmm. There's those folks who will go with traditional tools that's and right. say that's real woodworking. That's real woodworking. Or then there's people who have same power in tools. the quilting industry. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yep. Okay. So this is really like a good tool. Starch is. I a love tool this. For you. Yeah. Um, and the reason I get wrinkles out, obviously. Yeah. Um, and also it just stiffens up your fabric a little bit, which makes cutting more sharp, uh, makes sewing more okay. sharp, because uh, you have kind of okay. stiffer edges. Yeah. Um, I didn't use this before yeah. when I first started. Uh, didn't really even know about it till later on, till you get on social media, started using it, and I love it. What makes you pick a fabric? Like, is it the, what it's made of? Is it, or do you tend to stay to like a same? I, I stick to 100% cotton. Um, you can use other fabrics in quilting, and it's been done, and it looks amazing. Um, so you get into historically what's called crazy quilts. So crazy quilts started back in, geez, I don't know, the 1800s maybe? Okay. Um, Where women would take velvet, um, cotton, moving on to 70s, polyester. Mm -hmm. Um, You take all these different fabrics and you're just basically putting, you're not even really cutting them into shapes. They're just random pieces cut out of fabric. And then you put them together with all this crazy kind of stitching on top. Yeah. Um, Crazy, why they're called crazy quilts, because they're- They're just random. There's no consistency, there's random, but when they're done, they're like these beautiful pieces of art. So those are, that's kind of what I think of when I think of an old school quilt is just random pieces of fabric put together in a patchwork. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people color wise think of browns and yeah. Mustards and yeah. Yeah, yeah, kind of those old. Or I even think of some of the stuff my my family had kind of growing up and some of the weird, you know, they had the little tufts at each corner. Yeah. Little pieces of yarn, I think, or yep. something. Those are, um, oh, what do you call them? Uh, tied quilts, I think. Okay. So, yeah, you're using... Instead of doing an overall quilting pattern on top, you're pulling this yarn through oh. and tying it off into yeah. a little, yeah. 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 Yeah, they're really cool. So it seems like like there's just all these different rabbit holes. There's a million, and that's what I love about it. Like, mm-hmm. I will never be bored. I have 10,000 quilts in my head that I want to make. Right. But next weekend I might have 10,005 because there's always something new. And is it is it from you get your inspiration from other quilts or other quilts? Um, like I said, for the Scotland one, I basically yeah. just looked up Scotland and what's popular there. Okay, well, how can I incorporate that? Yeah. Um, 
how can I incorporate scotch into this quilt somehow? Yeah. Um, it's a drink, how am I gonna do that? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, finding that quilt block actually was really lucky, but if I didn't find it and I really wanted it, I would have designed my own. Yeah. So that's what's nice about it. Is fabric expensive? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> the materials are always expensive, right? But it can be as expensive or as cheap as you want it to be, mm -hmm. like woodworking. You can go to Home Depot and pick up a bunch of garbage whatever wood. garbage wood, yeah. And uh, so there's there's different qualities of fabric. There's out there, different. There's 100% cotton, but they can be different. And I don't know if that's how it's woven at the factory or mm -hmm. um, I've never really looked into it because um, some cultures are. Not all, most people are pretty good with whatever, but um, some won't go to Fabricland because oh. the cotton there is a little bit cheaper. Oh, really? Um, Where do you go? I go to quilting stores, but I still go to, I still use Fabricland. Like in that quilt, there's still Fabricland. Yeah. Fabric's in there. Um, I'm so not. A, a typical quilting store is going to have better material generally? More, yeah, better quality fabrics, I would say. That being said, Fabricland's not the worst fabric ever. No. But it's all in what you... Well, I would assume it's what you, what you prefer, like anything, right? What are you going to pay? How yeah. much do you pay? I use rulers. Um, okay. They're, I've never done it, but people do measure on mats. Okay. I prefer to measure with the ruler. Um, okay. More control. I don't know. I feel like I have more control. Yeah. If something's on top rather than on the bottom. Okay. Um, but a lot of people have been really successful with it and they don't use it for everything, but um, yeah, I just prefer a ruler. Yeah. Okay, so we, I do sick. want to talk to you about sewing machine or Janice. Janice, yeah. <laughs> so much better when you're like, what are you doing this weekend? Me and my girl Janice are gonna hang. <laughs> we're just gonna hang out. Yeah, we're gonna Jan hang out. Janny and I. They're like, wow, you and Janice are like really tight. Yeah, <laughs> Um. How important, this seems like fundamental to what you do. You need a sewing machine. Yeah, like you're not gonna. How fancy of a sewing machine do you need? Depends what you wanna do. Okay. But ideally, I could go to Walmart and buy a sewing machine because it's gonna do a quarter inch. Oh, uh, okay. What more do you need if you're doing basic sewing, which this these are basic blocks, basic mm -hmm. sewing. I don't need anything more than that quarter inch. Okay. So. So, and would you say in other, like, um, other sewing type worlds, they'll, they'll go for something a little bit more fancy? Um, yeah, so I, <laughs> I've gone fancy. Um, so this is a $3,000 machine. Oh. Um, so I can have a walking foot, okay. walking feet, keep your fabrics together. Yeah more consistently as you're sewing. There isn't okay. pulling happening because these little feet kind of trample as you're going. Yep. Um, stitches. Oh my gosh. Uh, if you want <laughs> more fancy stitching. Yeah. Um, so my needle can move. Well, and you got like a whole program. You, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, you can do embroidery on this machine too, so. Okay, so let me ask you this question. Yes. You've got, and I'm, again, I'm going to kind of go back to what we're You're doing, allowed to do that, and I'm very familiar yeah. with this. So you've got the guy who's got grandpa's old hand plane mm -hmm. that 
you know, the old Stanley number four that yes. was from 1902. Mm -hmm. He swears by it, has tuned it up to run perfectly, and there's a history around there. Are there quilters out there that have like the old singer? Featherweight. Featherweight. The old featherweight machines, oh, which okay. are very popular. Um, old is new again. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I could see this that being like a hipster thing. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, kind of. no, I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing what the I'm using old the featherweight. quilters used to. Um, yeah. The featherweights are actually really cool, and they don't make them like they used to. Okay. I mean, this is all surrounded in plastic. Yeah. Um, you get those old machines. They're surrounded yeah. in metal. Yeah, they're they're hard core. Oh, totally. Um, and if you buy the more industrial machines now, uh, like people that are sewing clothes for a living, have yeah. usually have a more industrial machine. They're metal too. Yeah. Um, this is what it is now. It does a lot of things that I want it to do. Do you need one? No. Would you go would, if somebody gave you like an old school? Would it become something that you would use or just something that you'd display in your house? If it was a featherweight, I'd use it. Yeah? Yeah. 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 I, would I use it for everything? Probably not. Probably not, um, right. But right. I would use it for yeah. sure. Yeah. There's so many steps in doing a quilt. So much. That your tools... That's why I can't tools, charge for my time. <laughs> your tools are almost built for efficiency too, to a certain extent. Big time. Of course. Yeah. Because otherwise, like if you were doing this... A hundred percent, you know, and again, using a woodworking term, unplugged. Mm -hmm. Like if you were using, uh, you know. All hand tools. All hand tools, old scissors. Well, the way they used to sew was hand sewing, right? And hand Can sewing. Can you imagine if I was sitting here doing each of these yeah, by hand? No. It would. But there's still, there's a woman actually I follow on Instagram who, I mean, good for her and bless her. And I love looking at her stuff. Mm -hmm. She doesn't own a sewing machine, but she's a quilter. She wow. hand sews everything. And she does an amazing job. And she obviously has, you have a little bit more control by hand, okay. right? Mm -hmm. Whereas I'm sure it's no different in woodworking if you're putting it under a saw. Like if yeah. anything budges, yeah. you're screwed. Because yeah, um, you're not going to stop it midway. Whereas with the, exactly. usually with the hand plane or something. You can kind of come back a little, a little bit. bit more, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So how do you, you've talked about a little bit about how, you know, when you, you've got all these quilting ideas in your head, mm -hmm. how do you decide which ones to do first? Or do you always just have two or three on the go? Like, does something um, call to you that I'm like, okay, I got to do this one right now. Yeah. Depending on a request, obviously, or, or a need. Mm -hmm. Um, like a few months ago, I was really into there were bags that I've always wanted to make I didn't have anything on the go so I made the bags mm. and a fabric line came out that I really wanted to use yeah <laughs> um so depending yeah okay um and I kind of like to plan ahead like Mark and I are both very goal orientated people so we do plan mm -hmm. um so at the end of December beginning of every January what are the things that I absolutely will make this year oh okay there's going to be extras thrown in there. Yep. I had no plan last year to make those bags that I made, but right. I had some time, so I made them. Right. Um, so yeah, it kind of depends. So you talked about a line of fabric that came out. Mm -hmm. So obviously there's like, you know, something that speaks to you about that. Mm -hmm. Do you ever, and this is something that I've seen before and I've done, is a tool, a new tool or a new technique pops up. Mm -hmm. Do you ever find a project 
to do to either purchase a new tool or to try a new technique or or it sounds like you have done it because yeah. the fabrics have come out that you really liked and you're like I fabrics for sure yep um but there's always i guess in the beginning when i started quilting i was buying every everything that came out every tool i was like oh my god that does that i need it okay. um but i've kind of gone back to basics okay. um the market is saturated with tools gadgets um yeah i'm yeah. not sure if woodworking is so much the same or if you guys are a little more basic in your tools but there's always something for something so with quilting mm -hmm. it's very saturated with all these little things um and rulers are a big one oh. you need this ruler to do this technique do you always no you don't you can use your standard ruler um gotcha. is it a little easier and maybe a little more efficient once you know how to use the new ruler could be Gotcha. It depends kind of how you want to go. Gotcha. Um, I love no called notions. So anything that's a sewing gadget is called a notion. Oh. Um, so yeah, I do collect a bunch of things. Thank you for listening to the Egg Makers podcast. If you'd like to know more about Carrie, her work, or this project, please visit theeggmakers.com or follow me on social media at theeggmakers. Tune in next time when I chat with Maggie from Industrial Growth. She takes an old winch that was destined for the scrapyard and turns it into an amazing lamp. Please join us again next time.